0: The farmers that that are picking these bananas are really quite proud of the fact that, you know, these are quick trip bananas. Sure. Um, Oftentimes we talk to our suppliers and they're like, you know, they they take a lot of pride in, you know, personal ownership and, and, you know, knowing that these are going to quick trip certain areas of that field that are just kind of dedicated to us, so to speak. Um, And those people that are picking, are pretty proud about it. You're listening to the quick cast. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome into another episode of the QuickCast. My name is Chris Calloway with the marketing team here at QuickTrip. I'm joined today by Kendra Lasick from our digital marketing team and Don Kada, a category manager here at QuickTrip, to talk about all things bananas. Don, welcome in today. Thank you. So, category management. Let's just start there. Kind um, of, can you talk about that that department and kind of your role within it?
0: Yeah. So, category management. I mean, we're really kind of. Uh, Responsible for you know all the products that you see in the stores and and the pricing and the margin and the retails that we um, that we put together um, a big part of what we do is the supply chain, uh, making sure that we have the right suppliers in place and the right amount of supply. So you haven't had any headaches over the last two years? It's been awesome, <laughs> great headaches. No, it's it's been it's been challenging. I mean, that's kind, of, kind of why you come to work every day a little bit. You know, it's certainly been a struggle. But, um, you know, that's part of why it kind of keeps you coming back. So you're part of the team that helps make sure that there's
1: products on the shelves, you know, within within QuickTrip, There's maybe about a dozen of you within the department. How did kind of bananas end up in your realm there?
0: So, um, I actually, in a, in a previous life, uh, worked for uh, another company doing produce. Um, I was a category manager for potatoes and onions, and I completely got out of the produce um, industry completely, and um, once I got hired back on with Quick Trip, it just so happened they were hiring for a category manager in produce. So, I mean, it just, my resume in the past lined up really well with what QuickTrip was looking for. So it was, a, it was a natural fit. And so what else besides bananas are uh, under your purview? So, I mean, it's bananas, it's all the produce. It's, um, you know, it's the apples in the store and the oranges and potatoes and onions and um, really anything, you know, produce related. Um, in addition to the produce that we use, the, the whole product that we use for our cut fruit facility here on campus, um, and then in addition to the produce piece, I also have uh, beef jerky and some refrigerated meat snacks and kind of some miscellaneous items. I do like the, sh- the sushi in the store and some guacamole that sort of thing. So <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of an eclectic group, but um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So you've been with Quick Trip uh, almost five years yeah, now. going that on that? five years. So yeah.
1: what what was kind of the the role, or kind of how was the the growth in that area? Uh, you mentioned some of those those cut fruits, some of those sushi type of things that have been relatively recent. I mean, how has that kind of grown in in your time here?
0: Um, you know, we've always kind of done the main staple items. I mean, obviously bananas and potatoes and onions and that sort of thing. But you know, when I came in here, we weren't really doing any personal watermelons and that sort of thing. And that's been a huge item for us seasonally in the summertime um you know we didn't carry strawberries year-round now we're carrying strawberries we just did a really successful uh strawberry sale at retail and it was awesome um so i mean i think just seeing the growth of the category with you know new and exciting items and you know injecting a little bit of excitement within produce because it can get a little stale you know um, but, you know, I mean, things I think about are like the cotton candy grapes we've done in the past. You know, things that are kind of on trend and popular and those, th- those sort of things have kind of bring that category to the next level.
1: And those types of grocery commodity type of items have really been important for Quick Trip to get people to, to come on in for things more than just fuel. Is Has that, is that kind of been your focus uh, you know in
0: in your position there and kind of growing that sector yeah i think that's that's a big piece of it i mean they've always kind of come in for those staple items and i think they'll continue to do that but you know what else can we offer them or what they're looking for to you know maybe show them that we're more than just a a small convenience store you know we offer a breadth of items and and uh you know again they're they're uh, exciting items that, that you would find at any grocery store essentially
1: Well, those bananas are on sale right now, 29 cents a pound now through September 5th. And uh, bananas just such a a big focus and it has become such an identifier with our brand. And, you know, one of the reasons we have Kendra here today is to talk about kind of that that cohesion between kind of the products Don puts on the shelves and and then the way we market as a brand from banana trucks to banana boxers to banana bucket hats that we have on the the Quick Trip merch site right now. Kind of how has that... uh, Uh, Become an identifier for Quick Trip. um, You know, a a banana that's a relatively common item and you know not necessarily something that would be top of mind for for many gas stations around the area.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like for me, even since when I worked in retail and then now working in the digital area, it seems like bananas have always been one of those staple items that people think about when they think of Quick Trip. Um, Especially with our banana ripening rooms, it seems like whenever I tell people that we have a banana banana ripening room, they're very interested and they want to see what that looks like. And it's just something that you don't hear about often. So that's definitely where I think where it started. It's just people knowing that we ripen our own bananas you can go to our store and you can see like perfect bananas, green, yellow, slightly brown, whatever you want. We have them all. Um, but I think it really started to gain hype when we saw our banana graphic truck that you see drive around where it has the, the giant bananas all along the side and not to have any spoilers, but I think people actually think we only have one of those trucks, when <laughs> in reality, I'm not sure how many there are, but there's definitely more than one. Right. And so when those first started hitting the roads, we definitely saw that in the digital space of people noting the banana truck and wanting to see it and really starting to gain that connection between bananas and Quick Trip.
1: And now it's synonymous with Quick Trip, more so than really any other gas station convenience store. I can't think of other ones that I've stopped in where, where bananas are...
0: Even remotely close to as prominent, As to yeah, how we, I think it's put become that. a big part of our identity, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been—it's uh, just kind of one of those things that people associate with us now. You know, we've got the little Pez dispensers and everything mm-hmm. else. We've really, uh, really taken it to the next level with it.
1: And so much of what we like to do at Quick Trip here is that vertical integration. And it kind of gets tricky because we're not necessarily the climate to grow bananas, uh, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, uh, on our turf here in Lacrosse. Crosse. But uh, like Kendra mentioned, bringing them into that banana ripening room, kind of, can you kind of take us through uh, the the process there of, you know, where these bananas come from, why that banana ripening room, like, needed to be built and kind of what that all yeah. does to get them from uh, from the tree to the, to the shelf?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, we're loading bananas um, out of Galveston, Texas that are coming from Guatemala. And, uh, you know, we're bringing those up on trucks and then we take them off. And, you know, we've got the banana ripening rooms are essentially just big storage rooms. You can fit, you know, two truckloads in each room. Um, We've got 10 of those. So we're storing 20 loads of bananas at a time. Um, but essentially what needs to happen is we need to inject these bananas with ethylene gas, you know, bananas naturally produce ethylene gas and that's what helps them ripen. So we're just kind of giving them a little kick in the butt, so to speak, to kind of control that ripening process. Um, and we have them in there typically anywhere from four to six days, depending on where the supply and demand falls. Um, but uh, you know we kind of look for that right shade of yellow and that right shade of green and each store will get some green bananas and they'll get some yellow bananas so you know we've got bananas on the shelf ready to eat immediately or if someone wants to pick up some green bananas and take them home and ripen them at home so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially the process in a nutshell is, is, you know, we're able to control that process so that we have, you know, the best quality bananas on the shelf or what people are looking for when they come into our stores. So when they get to Galveston, Texas from
1: Guatemala, they must be pretty green because... There's a little bit of a real estate between here and Texas, yeah. especially when you're coming yeah, by they're truck. Yeah, they're
0: absolutely green, and if, you, if we didn't bring them into the ripening room and, and, and put that ethylene gas on them, they would stay green for quite a long time. I mean, probably a month or more. Wow. I mean, eventually, they're going to ripen up, but it's going to take a long time because you're, you're only relying on the gas that the banana itself gives off. Hmm. Um, so yeah, they come in green, and uh, we're the ones who turn them yellow or, so we can eat them. And before they get to Texas, you
1: said they come from Guatemala? Correct. Why, wh- I mean, that's Central America. I mean, is that area synonymous with banana growing or, or why that area in particular do it, we source our it, bananas It from? is.
0: It is synonymous with uh, banana growing, that tropics area. I mean, you've got Costa Rica and Ecuador and Guatemala um, are predominantly your larger commercial growing areas. Um, and Guatemala seems to be the right sweet spot for us in um, the suppliers that we use. And has it been...
1: Challenging over the last two years or has the banana, grease, banana trees uh, still been growing and producing, you know, despite the pandemic?
0: Yeah, no, they have been. I mean, um, the challenges that come into play is really weather related. You know, we've had a, a you know, big weather event that came through last fall um, where there were some some hurricanes that come through and it really kind of rips through. And it, I mean, it literally rips trees right out of the ground and they kind of have to start over. Um, so, supply gets really tight, and pro- people probably saw that pain at retail. You know, the retail prices went up and, in most stores. Um, but, um, I mean, that's the, the issues that we tend to really uh, encounter. Now, um, in the future, I mean, you know, there's there could be a number of things that could um, affect bananas. Sure. Um, I mean, there's always talk about, you know, are bananas gonna go extinct? Um, it, 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 they aren't going to go extinct, but you know there's, um, you know, varieties that are probably going to diminish. You know, in the, you know, in the 1950s there was a variety that was, you know, what used to be a common variety that everyone it was a lot sweeter than the banana we eat today, but there was a, a fungus that came in there and essentially you know, took that variety away from us, and they couldn't grow it commercially anymore. It just destroyed the the variety itself. So then they had to develop a new variety, which is what we see on the table today is the Cavendish variety. Um, And, you know, even that variety now has got some threatening fungus issues in different countries. So, like, Asian countries, Africa, um, they can't grow that variety anymore because of this fungus. I think it's called TR4. And what happens is it essentially just stops the root from, you know, allowing nutrition to get to the to the bananas. Now, Latin America hasn't seen that that virus that fungus yet, but eventually it's going to get there, Um, and then they'll have to we'll have to pivot to a new variety of some sort because what'll just make it unsustainable commercially to grow. It'll still be there; it won't go extinct, but it just won't be you know, commercially viable anymore, and we'll have, to, we'll have to switch to something else. I mean, there's many varieties of bananas. It's just a matter of, you know, can the general public be okay with it? I mean, we had to be okay with the Cavendish variety because mm-hmm. that's all we had now. So eventually <laughs> there's going to be some new variety that, you know, people are going to have to be okay with or they're, you know, going to stop eating bananas. But, I mean, you can get bananas in, you know, red and blue and different all kinds of different colors. It's just, you know, would, would a guest be okay with that? you know? So, wow. Interesting.
1: I, I had yeah. No idea. And so you're, you're somewhat of a amateur banana
0: biologist kind oh, of yeah. just. Am by no means that I just kind of go off of, you know, I mean, you learn this over years, you know, talking with your suppliers and you kind of pick that stuff up. Interesting. And so you mentioned this is a Cavendish. Is that pretty much universal
1: what you see in supermarkets all yeah, over? Pretty
0: much what you see in the U.S. is a Cavendish variety. Now, if you go outside in Europe and things like that, you might see something a little bit different because mm-hmm. I think people's palates are a little bit different in different areas. But um, yeah, in the U.S., you're primarily going to find the Cavendish variety.
2: Have you ever seen a blue banana?
0: I have I have seen a blue banana. Does it taste different? I have not tasted it, but it's a really specialty item. Like if you go online, I think you can, you can find places that will ship you a small box or whatever. So there is a, there is people out there that will make it available to you, but yeah, it's it's not widely available.
1: And I've heard. Something banana candy is, like, not anywhere close to the actual taste, or maybe there's those older ones you were talking about from the 50s?
0: It could very well be, because my understanding is uh, um, that variety, you know, before the 50s was very sweet, so banana candy makes uh, a lot of sense to me.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, we have them here, uh, a bunch on our table, just so that we can visualize it as we're talking. Yeah. Like I said, 29 cents a pound uh, now through September 5th, and so... Kendra, I mean you came up with, you know, a design marketing background. Did you do you think you'd spend as much time designing bananas as as you have in your career here?
2: I never would have imagined, no, but it's been really fun. I think Banana Boxers is definitely one of my favorite projects that we've worked on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and we got matching tank tops and the the camp shirts and yes. the, the bucket hats and is there anything else that we
2: We have the banana truck ornaments. That's right. They're fun. Yeah. Just, I mean, we have some generic t-shirts that mm-hmm. kind of have our banana reference on Bananas them. Bananas are riper
1: than yours. The fluke tag. The fluke tag. <laughs> yeah. That
2: was a big one.
1: We sent a banana truck into Lake Michigan. Um, yeah. So it's just been such a, a huge part of our brand. And we put the question out on on social media um, that we're having Don the Banana Man on our podcast to ask, you know, what do people want to know? And we got a ton of replies. And so uh, we did filter through a lot of them. Um where do they come from? Guatemala, is that
0: pretty much exclusively? That's, well, that's primarily, I would say, probably 90 to 95% of the bananas that are in our stores are from Guatemala, uh, but we also have, you know, we do get them from Costa Rica from time to time, and Ecuador, I know in the fall last year when we were talking about that, hurricanes that, that came through, um, a lot of the, the um, supply ended up coming out of Ecuador because they were less affected. So, okay. uh, but that's primarily where we get them. Some Honduras occasionally as well, but primarily we get it from Guatemala.
1: And with the trucks going into the DC, bananas going into the ripening room, then back to the store, how many do we actually, like, sell per day? Like, how many bananas do we like,
0: um, move? We sell about um, uh, each store probably sells about. 800 pounds a week I would wow. guess probably on a whole week probably around seven hundred and seven hundred thousand pounds Wow per week yeah so it's it's quite a bit we're bringing in about 20 plus truckloads in in the DC a week and, and yeah it's pretty amazing that's a that's just a
1: that's staggering yeah. amount yep. of bananas, mm-hmm. 800 yep. pounds per store per week uh, yep. you mentioned that 700,000 I mean uh, is a million possible a million pounds of bananas
0: Yeah. So during this sale, we're actually pretty darn close to that. I mean, and that's one of our goals is to hit that that million pound mark. And, um, you know, last week we were pretty darn close. So we're hoping this week is going to be our week and, um, yeah, it'd be fantastic if we hit a million pounds.
1: Do you have any idea what the most amount of bananas anybody's
0: ever bought is? I don't, but um, <laughs> I know we just had um, uh, somebody come in and ask for 13 cases at one store once. Sure. Uh, it was just last week. Uh, I had a store call me and say, hey, I have a customer that you know needs a bunch of bananas. How do I get these you know taken care of? So to my knowledge right now, it's 13 cases, but it could very well be higher than And that. how
2: many bananas are in a case?
0: Um, around 100 to 110. So it's a 40-pound case? It's a 40-pound case. Yeah, because yep. if you pick them up, that's that's pretty yeah. good bicep curl. Yeah, period.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have other banana products, uh, banana muffins. We've had banana bread. Are, are those bananas then taken
0: to the other facilities to use in, in that cooking yep. process? They are. Yep, they are. So we bring those in and we kind of set those. We ripen those and we set those aside a little longer. Um, so they kind of, you know, like the ones that you would normally see in the stores that are starting to get brown spots. So hopefully by the time they get over to our bakery, they're already starting to show those brown spots. and that's really just pulling those sugars out so it's nice and sweet so when we put them in those muffins or bars you know, we get that nice, sweet flavor. Very nice. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one,
1: but have we ever thought about starting our own banana farm?
0: Um, I, I, <laughs> to my knowledge, we have not, but uh, we've got some really good partners in place um, that actually uh, the farmers that that are picking these bananas are really quite proud of the fact that, you know, these are quick trip bananas. Sure. Um, oftentimes we talk to our suppliers and they are like, you know, they, they take a lot of pride in, you know, personal... You know ownership and and you know knowing that these are going to quick trip you know they have you know certain areas of that field that are just kind of dedicated to us so to speak um, and those people that are picking them are pretty proud about it
1: i think that little thing called winter kind of gets in the yeah, way it would
0: <laughs> certainly get in the way oh, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um do you prefer your
0: bananas more green or more towards the brown side um I, i'm kind of right in the middle there sure you know i i don't i mean i I'll eat them when they're a little bit brown. I don't really care for them when they're green, so I kind of like to find that nice sweet spot of yellow. What is the biggest banana you've ever seen? Um, it's, it's hard to tell because I've only seen a picture of it, but there was, uh, I believe, somebody that was on one of our social media... Um, sites that uh, showed us a double banana that Ooh. they bought at Quick Trip, which was pretty impressive. There you um, go. So I couldn't really tell how big it was, but just the fact that there was two bananas inside one peel was pretty impressive.
2: We had Was that on our digital team that you saw that? Because we had somebody on our digital team who found a banana like
0: a that. A double banana? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It looked pretty crazy. Yeah. Are, are the
1: bananas pretty standard like when they're coming from Guatemala do they like go
0: through and like pick out those abnormal ones yes they certainly do I mean um, you know what we get is is pretty consistent um, but they do kind of sort out for a lot of scarring and bruising and that's in sizing you know we have a certain minimum size spec that is supposed to go in our box. Um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so hopefully we're kind of getting a, a consistent pack, and that'll vary throughout the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, though you probably might see some smaller bananas in the wintertime, but, you know, like right now is kind of where you're coming into that sweet spot, and you should see some really nice, you know, consistent-sized bananas. So this one
1: might need a little bit of explanation, but uh, the idea of banana for scale, it's sort of a, I don't know, social media type of thing where you put a banana down to show the actual size of something else. I think we've done it with a few things in our Facebook, Twitter world, but it, do you find that to be an accurate form of measurement using a, a banana in terms of, yes, this table is six bananas long? Or- <laughs> I personally have not heard of that before. Okay, well, it came from <laughs> well, it's an, an interesting Instagram. concept. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to necessarily get into the entire history of the Guatemalan banana trade, but that was a that was a question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm a very good expert on the how the Guatemalan banana trade. But works we know that they make good coming. bananas right now. But it's, it's fantastic right now. Okay. Yeah. Have you had any run-ins with spiders? Um, I personally have not, um, but I've certainly heard stories about people being at grocery stores or whatever and kind of seeing a spider hanging off a banana or something like that, but I I personally have not. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, Do bananas really have the
1: potential to go extinct in the next century?
0: Um, I I don't think, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, and, and I think bananas are here to stay. I think the varieties will diminish as, you know, certain organisms or funguses kind of take over those and kind of render them you know you know not commercially viable anymore but you know there's a lot of people that are working behind the scenes to develop new varieties and and I think there's certainly been varieties of bananas just haven't really been tapped into a commercial standpoint but I think bananas are here to stay for sure um, it's just you know what's what's the next variety that's kind of on deck if this current one you know, Tends to be you no know, longer commercially available. So banana science is pretty advanced. I, I would I would guess I'm no scientist, but sure. I would I would anticipate it is. <laughs> uh, do you need to wash bananas? I think it's a good idea to wash any produce. Sure. to Be quite honest with you. Um, you can certainly um, wash them just by you know scrubbing them under water. Um, I think it's probably one of the safer fruits um, because you don't necessarily need to touch the fruit inside the peel. Um, to eat it, you can peel it and, you know, eat it without, without touching it. But, um, I think it's certainly, uh, yeah, something that you would want to wash as you would any piece of produce.
2: I personally have never thought about washing a banana.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I I don't either. I don't know (laughs) of anybody that
1: consumes the peel.
0: Yeah. I don't either. Is it, I don't know if it's dangerous. I think you can certainly eat it. Um, But I don't think it's very a lot of fiber in there. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I don't think it tastes very good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've heard of people like eating whole peanuts and stuff, but like Uh, this, I don't know if I would do that.
0: Um, Do you know why bananas are curved? Um, yep. So there's a, it, it really has to do with the way it grows. So um, when it, when banana starts to grow off the tree, it'll actually start growing towards the ground. Okay. And as it gets larger and exposed to more sunlight, it'll want to grow towards the sun. Oh. Um, there's a scientific term for it, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head but it's it's actually uh, the term it just describes it's kind of growing away from gravity sure um, and it's just because it's growing towards the sun so, so, it, kinda, semi- so it starts kind of straight and then it kind of starts to bend upwards towards the sun and that's what creates the curve in the banana so it is if you grew them without sunlight, would they be straighter? They, they would, um, and there, I think there's um, actually when they put, um, like, bags and things on them to, to keep down, like, the insect pressure sure. and that sort of thing, it'll get less sunlight, so you'll end up with a straighter banana. Hmm. Um, and some of the bananas actually inside the stalk, I mean, or in, inside the, the bunch, mm-hmm. um, some of them will be straighter because they just don't quite get the sunlight that the other ones do. So you will see some straighter ones and some more curved. Depending on where they are in the bunch, I'm definitely going to go to a store and look at all yeah, of yeah, yeah. the
2: curvature of bananas. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: okay, now some of the rapid-fire questions that uh, you weren't prepared for. Oh, good. All right, so I, you did mention there at the beginning that you, your your job you deal with all of the produce, but the question is: Is your family allowed to eat anything besides bananas? Any fruit <laughs> besides bananas? <laughs> um, they can but if they're bringing bananas home they better be from quick yeah <laughs> 29 cents a pound now through September 5th um, If
0: the moon were made of bananas would you eat it? Um, I'd probably give it a try just because I'm curious to see if it would taste good. <laughs> it's an old
1: Saturday night Live reference if you, <laughs> I don't even will Ferrell, that. would you eat the moon if it was made of barbecue spare ribs? <laughs> okay. okay there's a there's a segment of the audience that will understand that. How are your potassium levels? <laughs> Mine are very good. I eat a banana <laughs> all the time. How yeah. many bananas are you eating a day? Are you uh, trying to eat one a day? At
0: least one. Yeah, at
1: least one. Okay. Me too.
2: I eat a lot of bananas.
1: I mean, there's not a lot of cramping then going on if you're <laughs> out you know, done, doing a <laughs> lot. With this sale, I'm probably up to two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this price, might as well. What's the best way to peel a banana? Is it from the stem or from the butt? Um, it's Personally, it's from the stem, but people
0: say it's from the butt.
1: Are those the technical terms? Is this actually the butt? I don't know. The, the,
0: the I think there's actually a scientific term for it, but I don't know what it is.
1: All right, so continuing our rapid-fire questions. Um, if you take bananas out of the mix, if you could only have one Quick Trip product to eat on a desert island take to take with
0: you, what would it be? <sighs> the watermelon. Watermelon? Hmm. Yeah. Or are you talking about production? I mean, a- anything? Anything? Yeah, I mean, look, I I gotta stay what's true to my my category. Delivered. Okay. You know, good answer. Because like You're like eating and drinking basically yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. And I mean, there's so many possibilities with a watermelon. Yeah. You know, on Friday nights you could cut that open, a little vodka in there, mix it up with a straw. <laughs> Do we need He's another quick <laughs> recipe yeah, section? Right? Of
1: you. Wow. Okay. Quick spirits okay. plug. Yeah, for sure. Um, item on our roller grill. It spins. It has a controversial pronunciation. Do you pronounce it tornado or tornado? Ah, tornado. Tornado. Yeah. Smart man. Did you pronounce it before you came to Quick Trip that way? Or? I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> 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 and then um, moving over to the dairy, are you uh, team brown cap or team green cap when it comes to chocolate milk? Oh, green cap. Got to watch a figure a little yeah. bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> brown cap is... Again, I certainly do. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you have a
2: favorite banana recipe?
0: Um I tell you what, um my mom made the best banana bread mm. for sure. Yeah. And there's some recipes
1: out there where it's like two ingredient banana banana
2: bread, pancakes. Banana
1: pancakes yeah. egg it's and like, banana
2: pancakes. Which I like those.
1: I mean it's that's yeah. uh, gotta be like the ultimate quick trip yeah. dish is banana. Egg. Egg. Is that because of there's like natural oils in in and fat in the banana that make it all come
0: together? I think so. You know, I couldn't tell. You. <laughs> the only other thing that I really think is super good is Bananas foster. Oh, Ooh, it's fantastic. I'm yeah. not allowed to use a flame torch. <laughs> yeah, to make that. well, yeah, I
1: stay away from the flame. But sure, yeah, but it's it's really good. Do you make that a lot at home? <laughs> I do
0: not. I've had it in restaurants, and that's about as far as it's went. But sure, yeah, it's good. Okay. And then maybe sticking a whole banana in a pina colada at the end of the day <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> nice.
1: And his watermelon. Cool. Uh, well done. Uh, we appreciate your time here on the Quick Cast. Uh, I learned more about bananas today than I than I ever have before. I, it's a fascinating world to live in and uh, to, to, to know all about. And we appreciate your time, and we can't wait to keep buying bananas—twenty-nine cents a pound uh, now through September fifth. So, Don, Absolutely. thank you for coming appreciate on the Quick Cast. Much.
0: We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the QuickCast. Hey, we'll see you next time.